0: Hello and welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from OnShot.net. After a bit of pondering, I've decided to break this podcast in two, and I have two separate podcasts every week. One is going to be based on the title of the podcast. If I were the Minister for Education, and the second one will be based on the news that happens this week, uh, which will be called "On Education News." Uh, this podcast is On Shot Education News, uh, so we'll get straight into it. This week was a reasonably quiet week in the world of education in Ireland Uh, The big news, at least from my point of view, was the official retirement announcement from Paul Rowe who is the CEO of Educate Together and he's been in that position for the last 17 years He's going to be retiring in early 2020 Um, Educate Together uh, released a press release uh, during the week uh, which lists his achievements and it's well worth just reading them uh, straight up Um, Educate Together say he transformed the equality based school network uh, from having only 14 schools at the time when he started to where now it is the leading provider of new schools in Ireland with 84 primary and 13 second level schools there's more than 28,000 pupils and 1,200 teachers and there's going to be over 100 Educate Together schools open uh, from September 2019 it's a huge achievement uh, there but it goes on Um, he ensured uh, that successful opening of the first Educate Together second-level schools and there's now 13 of these second-level schools across the country and more to open in coming years. He's consistently highlighted and challenged the infringement of human rights and lack of parental choice in the Irish education system. Uh, He's led on the development and rollout of Educate Together's unique ethical education curriculum which now operates in all equality-based schools in Ireland. He's ensured that ethical education was represented in colleges of education at a time when student teachers had absolutely no choice in Ireland but to attend religious-run colleges. And he set up and he was the first CEO of the Educate Together Academy Trust in the UK where there's now four primary schools in the southwest of England under the Educate Together umbrella. It's a massive achievement uh, for uh, for uh, for, uh, for uh, Paul uh, to have achieved all this. Paul's been involved in Educate Together for over 30 years uh, not just uh, uh, before he became a CEO, he was already involved. He started his work for Educate Together as a volunteer in 1988 when his eldest son started in his school, the, which was the North Dublin national school project. Um, Paul oversaw the establishment of the full-time national office uh, which opened in 2002 uh, and he was appointed at that time as the organization's first chief executive. Um, Paul turned Educate Together from a tiny outlier in primary education to a major voice in education. I think if you were to ask a hundred people to name a patron body that isn't run by a church, Close to all of them would say educate together and there are plenty of other patron bodies out there. Loads of people have come out to speak about Paul from the political world and and beyond. Um, For example, Rory Quinn remarked on how Paul's voice in the beginning was a lonely one but a tenacious one. Uh, i think i'd agree with that Anne looney who's the dean of dcu now remarked on how paul never let go of his vision which is true but for me john walsh uh, who was the former uh, government advisor to rory quinn uh, he really summed paul up in a nice paragraph he said paul rowe has long been an intense advocate for parental choice and for multi-denominational education he's worked tirelessly to promote these ideas often in the face of opposition from vested interests who were more comfortable with the status quo there is now greater acceptance that a diversity of school types is essential to meet the needs of a rapidly changing society and the number of multi-denominational primary and second level schools have grown but not as fast as the demand it'll take some time to realise Paul's ideal of providing real choice for parents in all parts of the country Paul's Paul's always been my CEO I guess since I began my life in Educate Together when I joined Gory Educate Together in 2006 Um, Paul has been the closest I'll probably ever get to having a spiritual leader that I can actually believe in Uh, Paul has been like a wise uncle to me Um, I love meeting up with him and chatting about his plans for Educate Together and just chatting and catching up about anything he was one of those people that would talk to you about anything Um, he was always very honest with me and I really really appreciate that very much Um, one of the things that would be really strange about Paul's retirement though I think and maybe I'm wrong on this but I think it would be fair to say is how little it's actually going to be noticed by most of the education system right now in 2019 It's very likely that it's going to be some time when we all realise how important a figure he is and how, when the history books are going to be written about our education system in the future, Paul is going to at least have at least a chapter to himself. Meanwhile... um in the education world, I guess we move on to our next story, um, and it's back to the mundane, um, unfortunately, where we the senators are having a bit of fun in uh in the Senate, um, trying to pass laws, uh, that will affect schools really badly. I call it the Senate, sorry, the Shannon uh, to give it its rightful Irish name. Uh, the Independent reported uh, that the senators are passing through a bill that will ban schools from asking for voluntary contributions. Like we hear this story and time again but it's starting to actually become a law anyway according to the independent labor wants to ban um the 45 million euro worth of school payments made by family to fund uh school trips and extracurricular activities that leave hard pressed parents and this is their words feeling shame and embarrassment now i don't i don't think that's a, I, I mean i don't disagree that some people some parents do feel uh shame and embarrassment when they're being asked for extra money to to fund um things like that um but the thing is, did I ever actually start to wonder why schools actually ask for these contributions? It's not, it's not for um for no reason, and it's actually not to cover extra school trips and extracurricular activities. That's not what the voluntary contributions are for. That's 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 just that's that's rubbish, absolute rubbish. Um, I mean, the the, the money that is asked for voluntary contributions is for basic costs. It's a it's a compensate for the shortfall that the government uh offer to schools in terms of keeping the place open i mean when i say keeping the place open i mean in terms of paying the bills the light the heat the electricity the phone bills the insurance costs all this stuff has to be paid for and the capitation grant doesn't doesn't cover it at all as one commenter on, Facebook, on my Facebook, on Facebook page said, how about the government actually calls on itself to fund and resource schools properly and provide adequate provisions for special education needs pupils and call for a ban on Initiative Everload, which is serving no one least of all of our pupils. The CPSMA uh, examines the actual current shortfall of funding to schools and estimates that the government only funds 54% of expenses incurred by schools with the rest of it having to be fundraised. If we ban voluntary contributions, where is that money actually going to come from? I can't see the government deciding to fund that 54 million euro that they've pulled out of their bottoms. But I'd imagine it's roughly around that price. I, I suppose, I, I'm pretty sure they haven't pulled it out of their bottoms, but I'm just, I'm just feeling very bitter at the moment. Anyway, do the school, uh, I th- I suppose what I'm thinking is, do the government actually ever wonder why there's several businesses in this country that actually make a living there's actually businesses in this country that make a living from inventing fundraisers for schools i mean do they ever wonder why that actually is i mean they're, they're, their sole purpose of these businesses is to make money out of school fundraisers and i mean i i, I wonder as well how many ministers have, have to go on a stage in their in their local community center and dress up in sequins and tango with some other td in order to keep their heating going and in in Doyle Aaron, like, and how many TDs have to bake cakes every year and sell them in order to keep their lights on? Like the, like the thing is, they actually wouldn't do this, and and they don't do this. We actually don't see the guardie doing it. We don't, you know, we don't see the nurses. do It's for some reason schools seem to do it. And the thing is, the thing is, well, they wouldn't do it. We do, and I suppose we have to ask ourselves. I suppose, in fairness uh, to the government, like, if people are doing these things, why would they give them this money if we're doing it? So why do we do it? Um, well, I mean, I think that's a A good question uh, for an entire other podcast which I'm sure I'll be covering in the near future. I suppose things could of course be worse. Um, You could be working in America where it was just reported uh, from CNN um, that a teacher in in, uh, LA uh, must fund the cost of her substitute teacher while she is on sick leave. She is recovering from cancer. I have to say when I read this sort of stuff going on in America I do actually realise that you know the stuff I come out with might come across as whinging. And we are quite lucky in Ireland in many of our work, workplace practices. However, I'm also not interested in, in the idea of zero-sum games because we could say, oh, well, we could be living in America. Oh, we could be living somewhere else. But I mean, why you know why, why reach that zero-sum game of like, oh, at least we're, we're better than this other place? You know, and then I got to think a little bit further about this particular story because in Ireland, if you're in the same situation, let's say you are sick with cancer, and you do have to take a lot of time off work, my understanding is you actually do stop being paid after a certain amount of time if you are ill. Now, I could be wrong on that, but I think sick leave was cut quite significantly a number of years ago during the recession. That after, I said, after three months, you're on half pay, and then after six months, you're on zero pay. Now, I stand to be corrected uh, on that, but I I think I'm right. So anyway, maybe the story isn't as alien as it first appeared to me when I... When I found it on the um, reported into my uh, feed uh, that I get uh, to uh, to find these news stories. Anyway, RTE have revealed uh, that abuse victims in schools have received no compensation uh, from the government, despite uh, the compensation scheme being set up four years ago by um, the uh, Department of Education. Now, the government were of course complicit in the dreadful crimes uh, that were um, imposed on on. Young children, um, and it's one of the only circumstances where the government were actually unable to fob off this the responsibility um, for anything that happens in schools. They usually fob off their responsibility to individual boards of management. But thanks to the Weezer Keith case, this is not the this is not the case in this uh, this time. It's actually quite shocking uh, that neither the government nor the church um, are uh, that, um, are doing their utmost. Uh, to, pr- to ensure that people who were absolutely grossly harmed when they were in their care and um, they are actually just not doing anything to make sure they're being looked after or they're not doing enough to make sure they're being looked after in fact they're dragging their heels to ensure that these people are not being looked after and people I often hear people saying oh this sort of stuff happened a long time ago but the fact is that the people and the agencies that were responsible for it are still refusing to apologise properly and compensate those those uh, who are affected by them. That's the government and the church and this is now and this is 2019 and I cannot for one second abide by anyone who are defending their actions of the past and their inaction at making up for it at this stage. Finally, anyway, the CTYI, the Centre for Talent Youth of Ireland, got an airing on the journal uh, where the director has claimed that we do not treat uh, um, gifted uh, kids properly. We don't teach them properly even. Um, He argues that gifted kids are seen as a privileged group compared to those with other needs. And he's probably not that far wrong in some respects, um, depending on the school. Um, the government actually provides zero resources for children that perform in that very in this uh, very high in this uh, uh, very very bracket. Um, now, in fairness, the government provide almost nothing in general to special educational needs at um, uh, in education in Ireland. But I guess almost nothing is better than absolutely nothing, and you don't have to be gifted to work that one out. I hope you enjoyed uh, this week's uh, news podcast Uh, I think uh, it might be a nice idea to try these out uh, keep them short and snappy Uh, most people's commutes uh, to schools uh, are shorter than the uh, when I when I do the news and the If I Were The Minister for Education full podcast so maybe having uh, this one uh, maybe a 10 minute kind of uh, podcast for uh, the news every week and then doing the longer uh, podcast for If I Were The Minister for Education might work we'll try it out anyway for a little while so anyway be sure to uh, tune in to that said uh, main podcast If I were the Minister for Education which is out every Wednesday morning uh, just in time for your midweek slump Um, what I would guarantee you is it should get your blood boiling whether you agree or disagree with me Uh, this podcast can be found on iTunes Spotify and any other podcasting app by searching for either on shaw.net or If I were the Minister for Education I'd really really appreciate you subscribing to this podcast uh, so every new episode will be available to you immediately after its release Uh, please also feel free to review Uh, this podcast or any of the other podcasts in the series so others can find them more easily on whatever podcasting app they use listen thanks a million uh, for tuning in uh, to this uh, on education news podcast and we'll be back again next week with whatever news falls on my desk thanks very much bye bye